Welcome back to another episode of Reckless Attack. We're a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. My name is Nathan Lurs. I'm your dungeon master and I'm I've been a little depressed all week or in between recordings. Last week was very was very rough you guys. Last week was very emotional and I have carried that burden with me ever since. And I just thought you all should know at the table. Everyone is just looking at me, <laughs> <laughs> offering me no support. I was like waiting for a break time. to like just, I don't know how to motion up. Right. Hug. Yeah, right. How, how do, do we... we... No, mic discipline always. Stay on your mics. <laughs> but yeah, hey, it's recording time. Hey. Sure. Yes, my heart has been ripped in half by sadness at all of our fictional children and their struggles. <laughs> uh-huh. But we're here to play some Dungeons and Dragons. I'm so excited. And so happy and so also sad and nervous. I once again find myself in eight episodes, starting the session, truly having no idea what you guys are going to do and being just absolutely thrilled by it. We haven't really spoken much outside of the session around those sorts of plans. And so you, dear, fair, beautiful listener, will be going along this journey with all of us as we do. But before we get into all that, Let's check in with all of our players and their characters. First of all, to my right, we have... Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am playing Selv Esterlin, the Dragonborn Monk. And I also, along with Nathan, have absolutely no idea what we're going to be doing. We've had the week to think of stuff, but whether that stuff is actually going to help or not, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm David, and I just moved away from the mic to breathe. <laughs> I play Kaskrin Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock. Man, he's just going through a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. It's like... So many emotions. He's, he's got a lot of feels. He's having difficulty processing uh, a lot of them, and right now is just standing, thinking of what to do. Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan, and I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pal Mango, who is not here right now, sadly. Checkers is having the absolute time of his life. (laughs) (laughs) In stark contrast. Right, because after sitting around for a while, he got to ride an owlbear. He got to be on top of an owlbear. Temporarily on top of an owlbear. It did move, I guess, while you were on it. So yeah, yeah, that counts. For a little bit. And then all these grung came in, and there was just lots of fighting and battle, and it was fantastic, and things happened, and it was great. And now he's going to go and do more things, and he is just... (laughs) Very well, into it. Some I, I just, of I, I pictured like, you know, Checkers is like the light bulb or the, the torch going up over his head yeah. <laughs> as he has this idea of how to make money for the orphanages uh-huh. is that, you know, Brawlrot rides. Yeah, right. That's, you know, that's I true. A petting zoo. It's like, like <laughs> you know, like a silver, a silver, you know, for a one minute ride around. Right. The, uh-huh. yeah. Steve had his fists up the whole time he was saying that. I really thought that you were going to be like, we're going to put in a fight club. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or something. Yep. Uh, yeah. You're going to have. That's called a misdirect. Yeah. <laughs> I, was say, I, was, I was assuming it was going to be a brawl fighting pit. Anyway, let's move on from the stack of frogs. Finally, we have. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie and I play. Valeska Carter, the human asterisk arcana, no, cleric of the arcana domain. Yeah, well, I mean, any order. You get, you guys, yeah. you guys get it. You know, 
And I was telling everyone that technically Val could do two-weapon fighting, and everyone immediately shot that down. The horrible idea. And well, really, if we get to that, things are really bad. Yes. The rest um, of us have all died already. I like. mean, first of all, thank you, Sophie, for seamlessly opening up an opportunity to remind everyone that all character sheets are available to see on our website through D&D Beyond. So please visit just if you would like to see all of our fancy stats and builds. But also, yes, Valeska is not exactly built for that. No. Jasper can strength. technically swim to safety if needed. But like if we get there. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to get us all back in the headspace. Thick trees. Dark woods. Commotion of a grung encampment. Sleepily waking up, waking one another up starting to figure out what's going on. And Giannis Varga, the commander of the Verdant Wave Adventuring Guild, who is also going to the Red City of Agmar, is barking orders at you guys. The four of you are now together, and he has essentially told you to form up right after he does, and where our action is going to start. He turns on his heel and starts to discuss strategy and tactics with his other two guild members. The four of you have a moment or a few moments to check in and to process all that has happened, all that is currently happening, and all that might happen. Hey, Kaskrin, who's this guy? Ugh. It's a long story, Checkers. Val is going to cast Mind Link to Checkers. Mm, okay. And so the... Re- yeah, Kaskrin this- doesn't realize that, so he's actually going to keep talking while you're doing that. <laughs> Okay, so Val is going to mind link to Checkers, and in your mind, Checkers, you just mm-hmm. hear Val say, this is Giannis Varga, a fellow gilder who's headed to Agmar, and somehow in this fight, it happens that he, like, falls in poop or gets a fruit to the face. No one would be mad, and I would very much appreciate it. But we need his help in this fight. But just, like, have that information, Checkers, and I feel like you know what to do with it. Oh, okay. I got you, Val. <laughs> I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's really dissed Cass and honestly pissed me off, but I need him to help us in this fight. And that's all I'm going to say, because I feel like if I say more, it'd probably be too much. Okay, bye. <laughs> One thing I might mm-hmm. do, too, is as Cass is talking to me, after getting the explanation from Val, I might just be like, all right, Cass, I got it. I got it. Stop talking. <laughs> I heard like, what I did. He's a very respectable here. commander. He's like, oh, oh, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, just out of curiosity, what's the gist? What is Kaskarin telling Selv and Checkers about Giannis and the Verdant Wave, about the situation, about anything? He's saying that Yanis is a respectable man, but be on your guard around him. He cares only for the lives of his own men and not for others. And he's also just kind of a jerk, so. (laughs) When you're done with that, Selv just tilts his head back to the group with Giannis and a dwarf and a turtle, right? Yes, exactly. It's kind of like tilts his head back that way and just says, we should be in on the planning. And then turns and walks and joins their group. What do we have so far? Okay, I was going to ask, yeah, who else? So it didn't seem like Selv was, he's just doing it. He's not waiting for any consensus or anything. He's just no, like, hey, he, I think we should do this. Yeah, and then well, you are turning around and walking. Yes, because one of us needs to be over there to know what's going on. So Selv is taking that upon himself to go over there to be in on the planning and knows what's going on. Yeah, this is all happening relatively quickly. Again, you are informed vaguely of the situation, all that kind of stuff. It seems like, Val, you hear that and you also immediately yes. are like, cool. What are the other two of you doing? 
Checkers does not care. Yep. He's not going to follow Selv or join the group in the planning meeting. He's just going to maybe just keep an eye out. But I think what he might try to do actually is move a little bit away from the group and get ready to go into the camp. Like as soon as the rest are ready, he's making a beeline for the pen. Finally, Kaskrin, what are you doing? Yeah, Kaskrin actually also is not going to join this planning meeting. Okay. And as everyone moves away to their own different directions, Kaskrin stands by himself and surveys through the forest into the Grung encampment, making plans of his own. Okay. He's like formulating his own strategy of how he wants this to go and sees Yanis as like, Yanis be damned. I look forward to hearing what that might be. Did um, you have a thing, Steve? Yeah, I just want to uh, turn quickly back to Checkers. Uh-huh. And um, I don't think that Brawl is going to distract them for too long. We need to know when it uh, stops distracting them. Well, by my calculations, it should be done just about. Um, I'd like to hear if there are <laughs> any sounds coming from the grung camp that sound like screaming or clawing. That has or... been happening throughout. Okay. You okay. don't need to roll any perceptions. Okay. <laughs> You guys can hear that. Does it seem like it's dying down at all, or is it, like, constant? Is it, like, still still happening? That I will actually ask you to make a either nature or perception with slightly different DCs, but whichever you, sure. whichever you prefer. Checkers would like to make a perception roll, please. You bet. That'll be 11. Yeah, it seems... It is still muddied okay. as to what's happening, but it is still definitely going on. Sure. Should be just about... Actually, I don't know, but we should get going soon. (laughs) Okay. So as the two of you come up, Giannis, again, has not turned around. You catch just the tail end, and you hear, again, this elven man speaking mostly to his fellow guilders and a little bit to kind of the gathered other caravan guards that you guys convinced to come with. One other question. Is it in any way obvious as to, like, I heard the description of the turtle is basically uh, some kind of wizard, and the dwarf is some kind of cleric. Like if Selv looks at the turtle, is it obvious that, okay, he is a spellcaster of some kind? So what I'll say is that you would have still been able to see them fighting. And you would see Barzug, who's the dwarf, has a holy symbol on them. And again, also this stocky dwarf, shaved head, huge morning star. And you would have also heard kind of reciting that battle prayer over and over and over. And Trankar, the turtle, was definitely blasting off magic, reading from a spell book. Classes are a little loosey-goosey in this setting. There's a lot of names for a lot of different things. And also NPCs do a lot of different kinds of things. But you would have at least seen those abilities and then Selv being experienced enough to kind of make his own conclusions from there. Okay, cool. So you, what you overhear is the tail end of a barked out plan. And Giannis is telling them, all right, and then uh, Barzug, you will stay here with most of the caravan guard to ensure no grung go past here. And we protect the runic roads and the rest of the caravan. I and Trankar will take a couple of archers around the left flank, and we will send the other guilders around the other side. Our plan will be just to collapse in upon them to kill as many as we can, and then anyone who is retreating, we will try to take care of before they escape us. You guys come in somewhere in that, and the other two, Barzug and Trenkar, notice you and kind of give you a side eye in a way that you know Giannis 
must have seen them notice you, but Giannis does not turn around and he keeps talking to them until he's I done. would not be behind Giannis. It, well, I, I would, mean, like, I mean, as you, I mean, as you approach, him, like yeah. as an equal. Yeah, he would not turn to you. Mm-hmm. A question about the plan. They're talking about flanking. Would Val get an idea of like what in the camp Giannis would be taking his group towards and where he would send be sending us like, is he going towards the fruit or would you like to ask him? No, I wouldn't. I wanted to know if like Val wouldn't because she's seen the camp and she's like based on. Oh, so your guys' side would be more towards where the uh, I misunderstood your question. Your would be more towards where the pen is, uh, the pen of captives, and his would be a little bit more towards the fruit and the weird pouches, bladder, whatever things. Okay. Self will move up and um, give a slight greeting bow and just say, Mistress Dwarf. Do you have anything that would protect against poison? These grung, when touching things, their touch is bad. She says, my faith in the Morning Star is protection enough. I was thinking for your companions. They will stay behind me, and I shall be their shield of holy might. They all cast mind link to self, and it's like, this is gonna be great. <laughs> Total faith in this group. Because Val's just over at this point. Yeah. She's like, I don't even know anymore. And Giannis finally turns to address you guys now that he's essentially done talking to the rest of the group. And he says, uh, as I'm sure you may be overheard, I'm going to have you guys go around the right um, flank. A moment, please. And he glares. He do- well, Actually, he doesn't glare at you. He looks at you, he falls silent, and kind of does that thing where the sense that you get is that you are not even worthy him being angry at. That's fine. I love how petty Val is getting because it's me being petty. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do too. I love, I, I love like super earnest, super well-intentioned, curious, giving Val looking at someone who is not any of those things and being like, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I you. don't like you. I can't even start with you <laughs> because you are so opposite of literally, literally everything I care about. Yeah. And that, like Val's not even trying to like sort of be nice anymore. I am like <laughs> deeply, deeply into. So mm. anyway, please, Steve, Master Tortle. My apologies for not addressing you by name. Do you have? Any ability to knock these things unconscious, specifically the mounts, they are exhausted and riding on fumes. I believe that if we take them out, the grung will be easier to manage. Not particularly. I've found it's easier to... Let things fall where they may. Are you able to only target the grung and not their mounts? Of course I am. Excellent. And then Selv will turn to Giannis and give a slight bow and say, My apologies for earlier, but we are under a time crunch. I heard you discussing... Who are you exactly? He holds up a finger. My apologies again. My name is Sylvesterlin of the Bingjuzi Monastery and Golden Tree Guild. My companions are the ones who asked you here to help us. 
hey, Val, what is your, actually, both of you, Mm -hmm. what's your passive insight? 15? I'm Um, double checking that, but. Probably up there because I know you're both trained. Yeah, uh, 14, passive insight. So you both, as you are specifically introducing yourself, you see the other two Verdant Wave members exchange a quick glance and look back at you. Hmm. Is it like a side eye, like the golden tree, or is it like? Would you like to roll an insight check? Yes, vibe yeah. check. It was a, it was yeah. a, essentially enough for you to like pick up on the vibe that they were like trading a glance at self. But yeah, to learn any more, give me a d twenty roll. So are you trying to figure out if it was based on my name or based on golden tree? Any of it? Yeah, uh, I think okay. was kind of yeah. Just like gotcha. why are they? What do they notice? Yeah, oh, it's only an eight. You saw. Kind of when they exchanged the glance was when Selv said he was from a monastery. Hmm. Okay. He Here's your introduction, Selv. And Giannis says, good to have you here, I suppose. More bodies is always preferable when going so, on I'm the I'm so offensive. sorry, Giannis. I appreciate the pleasantries, but we need to move. <laughs> <laughs> you see, for, for, for one of the first times, you see that little... You know, you know, twitch. when, you, well, not even, <laughs> twitch, not even a twitch, but you can tell that like his face is stoic, but his jaw clenches yeah, just a little, you know, just a little bit. And he says, and I won't let him continue. I see he's about to talk. I wait, I give a slight pause and then I'm like, so this is our group. We'll take these guys. Thank you for your hard work in the first fight. We're going to take this flank. Let's get going. And now we'll just walk away. <laughs> Kaskin is like making sure that the rest of the archers in the back have their bows and their crossbows ready. But as soon as Val, you start just moving, <laughs> Kaskin is like a few feet behind you and you can see like the group of six is following behind him. I guess we have a plan. We will meet you in the middle. What sort of ranged capabilities do you have, mm. Sir Dragon? Mind link to self. It's like, we gotta go. <laughs> Only my darts. I am more of a knock-them-out-as-they-get-close-to-me type of person. Well, be sure to do so. We can't afford any of them getting away. And then he turns back around. Dismissed. Very well. You may go. And then I, I turn. And yes! I, yes! I, I turn and I... Uh, you guys uh, can I have that win? Giannis gives no shits. Self chooses to interpret that as a question. Dismissed? <laughs> yes. We're going to make so many enemies when we get to Agamotto. We're not even in the city yet. <laughs> what are we no, you're days away right. from the city. Yeah. Um, Ashwin is like trying to keep the semblance of respect because this is like the first guild that we've worked with and we are totally fucking it's this not, up. It's not <laughs> going... I wouldn't say you're fucking it up. I would say you are not reaching a place of mutual respect and understanding. But also I, David, as a player, think he sucks and I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Last thing is Selv will take a few steps away and then stop, turn around and say, signal us when you are in place and we will simultaneously make our attacks. The turtle slowly turns his gaze back to you and says, you'll know when it's time. <sighs> and and then, he kind of like crinkles his eyes a little bit in a smile that's a little friendly, a little... Something. All right. And again, Selv will give us a slight bow and turn and head back the towards the The turtle also bows. Ooh, interesting. And then the dwarf looks at him funny for having bowed. <laughs> <laughs>
I think there's also some preparation we wanted to do before we. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Val, as she's power walking down their anti poison. Yes. I was going to say, it really seems like there was a little bit of chatter, which I'm very into. Catherine's also going to down one of his healing potions. Okay. I think now to Val's. We'll call it a point, other than it was mostly just trolling, yeah. but to Val's <laughs> accurate factual trolling, as you guys are kind of regrouping, Kaskrin, because you've been kind of at the edge, and you turn back, you see everyone's kind of coming to you, and you look back one last time to kind of like get those last little plans, see what's going on. You actually see, coming towards Ish, you guys, you see the mother owl bear is charging her way back to the tree line, covered in all kinds of varieties of colors of grung bits and probably not grung bits, but also has some scrapes, some scratches, that sort of thing, and is clearly beelining having done enough damage does, to slake her thirst. So uh, does say. it look like she's beelining back to the cub? Or yes. a, okay. At least in the general direction of the cub. And nothing riding her. That's the important yeah. thing. Okay. Yes. I, I was going to say, I appreciate the clarification. One of those things where, you know, sometimes when you're DM, you describe all of the, like, cool parts of a, a dungeon room first. It's like, oh, and there's the stone tiles are laid out in an, or an ornate pattern. There's a giant statue in the middle. And also, there's a multi-headed dragon in the room. Right. And, like, that's <laughs> always the part you describe last. So it's a fair consideration and clarification. But... No, it seems to be not feeling great, mm -hmm. definitely, both from battle and probably from a few grung slaps. But at the very least, its reign of terror is over, and it does not appear that any grung are chasing after. But you still see the camp is starting to muster. There's still quite a few grung who are kicking around. The four of you are back together. I know there's at least one healing potion being consumed by Kaskrin. Yes. And it sounded like some... Anti-poison. Anti-poison anti were being consumed. Yeah, the, the anti-poison. Yes. I, yep. will, I will also be taking that anti-venom. Checkers will be hopping around in the trees, moving his way towards the pen, and also consuming the anti-poison. You're just leaving in front of everyone? Oh, yeah. As this conversation was happening, Checkers was already moving towards the pen. Okay, sounds good. To clarify, you guys on the edge of the clearing. So are you just staying around the camp? Yes. And like staying in the tree line towards kind of basically where Selv was yes, previously. exactly. Okay. So he might be making his way back towards where Selv previously was. Got it. Because hopping towards the pen is like, there's no. a lot of grung there. No, no. yeah. Just in to a, clarify. In a way that would not make him too easily visible, but he's not sneaking. He may actually be sort of more dashing across the trees. So Actually, he's quite dashing. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's feeling very good. He really pulls off a kilt well. Right. But he's actually probably dashing through the trees to try and get to the pen as quickly as possible. Okay, so he is gone. The three of you are still there. Yes, David. Yeah, Kaskrin is actually moving with the archers through the trees to get to the same so, direction. So, to clarify, yes. Giannis is not giving you the archers. Oh. I, oh, thought, I, thought, the, I thought the archers were split and they were t half were going with him, half were going with us. No. Half are staying here to guard the caravan, and half are going with the Verdant Wave. Well, screw it's that guy, plan. then. <laughs> I thought he was leaving them with us. No. Okay. Nope. We could he has, ask... He has, he has fully, at this point, usurped all the people you recruited. Okay. We don't have any time to, like, go fight with him on that, so Kaskrin will make his way along the ground to the pen as well, just slower and more clunkily. Okay, so the three of you join up. Again, you see the Verdant Wave has already started moving out and you know, probably even shouts something along those lines of get moving. You guys are expected to fan around the side 
and essentially be a pincer movement and try to trap as many Grung as possible and take care of any stragglers who are trying to escape into the woods. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyir. Can the gang find Tyir, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hi, everyone. David here with The Midroll. We hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. If you want more of the Reckless Attack crew, come join the community on Discord. The link is in the show notes of the episode and on our website, recklessattack.com. If you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon, where you can get access to our behind-the-screen talkback series, as well as our new series, Reckless A Snack, where we eat snacks and chat about the question of the day. As always, if you like the show, be sure to tell a friend about it too. Thanks so much for listening. And now, back to the episode. I'm going to have everyone roll for initiative. <laughs> oh no! Checkers has been prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> I got it out of the way, guys. <laughs> I got it out of the way. What'd you roll, Sophie? A one. What's your modifier, Sophie? Nothing. <laughs> So what's at, the total, at, Sophie? At least it's not, it's not <laughs> negative. It's not negative. Let's, let's take a look. Bright side, bright side, people. Selve with a 16. Kaskrin with a 12. 10 for checkers. And Avel, what, what was that? What was yours again? One. <laughs> okay. So, checkers. There are orders being barked around now. Yep. They are clearly starting to organize. And the rest of you, again, hear enough that it is clear that they are now barking orders and that sort of commotion is happening around the camp. Are any of them actually headed to the pen where they were corralling their, I'm going to use air quotes here, mounts, uh, uh, the, the other mortals? No one is immediately there, but you can tell that there are a couple of Grung who are kind of looking around and look towards the pen and seem to decide, ah, we should go mount up. We don't have an actual plan fully developed. Do <laughs> no. We? Okay. no, we did not get that no, far. No, we did not get that far. All right, too much going on. Out of character, you can talk for a moment, if you'd like, in generalities. Val is are, planning to stand behind a tree and pew, pew, pew. Are you going for the golden grung? Nah. I mean, I can. <laughs> Checker's general plan is to go to the pen, pull as many grung away from that as he can, because he knows that once he frees the people in the pen, he can then go steal the fruit. Excellent. I'm just going to go for the Grun, the High Overlord. Okay. Then Selv will try to prevent them from getting on any kind of mortal. Okay. 
Selv, are you guys breaking straight into the clearing? Are you skirting around? Is it close enough where I think I could get there in a single movement in a round? No. Like within 40 feet? No. No. And, okay. and you would be going through several grung to do so. In that case, I will probably hold my action until we get the, again, air quotes, signal <laughs> from Giannis and his group from the turtle. I will be ready to, once that goes off, to basically head into the clearing, and next round I will start taking Grung out. Okay, that sounds good. Kaskrin is starting to move now. He's like a stone starting to roll in through the clearing. Kaskrin is moving in basically straight towards the pen. He knows that there are Grung in the way, but he's hoping he can provide enough of a distraction for Checkers and Selv to run around, take them out from behind. So he's trying to distract them and and bring them towards him. Would you like to make an attack against anything? Yes. The first thing that comes by, he will just swing his hammer against it. Like, you know, if it's like a green Grung, he's just like knocking it to the ground and then moving on to the next one. You run in, and the first Grung that you see is indeed a green Grung. And it is just starting to get its stuff together, pulling up its little grung spear and pointing at some other grung. I'm going to let you take an attack with advantage. Kaskrin is like walking up, basically fuming. He's not like really running. It's like, stop, stop, stop. Both natural 20s. Whoa! <laughs> Can I roll like 86 for this one? I got uh, two 20s only, in a row. Only if I get to do that too. Don't do it. Don't agree. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> 19 points of damage. Uh, Damn. You obliterate this grunk. You immediately kill it. He's like not looking at in this direction. You know, he's pointing away towards something else. Yes. And he just feels this impact, this huge behind him and it then dies. And you see, yeah, as this thing gets launched into the air several feet, like it's not superhuman, but it's as close as you can be. <laughs> and it goes, it goes flying into the air and you see in kind of the vacated space that it used to be in, you see another grung who is a a purple grung who is now just staring at you wide-eyed and like quivering a little bit, like 10 or so feet ahead of you. Can I actually try to intimidate him? You rolled two natural 20s. Yes, you can. Okay, perfect. You know, I knock this guy, this green grung into oblivion and I just stare daggers at this purple grung like you're next. 24. Dice (laughs) are hot. (laughs) We're moving tonight. Uh, yeah, so this purple, mm. this purple grung, which you guys know is, uh, <laughs> for a second I was like, wait a minute, I'm not making that sound, where's that coming from? He's just snarling and growling at this grung, yeah. I was looking at Steve and I was like, well that's, I don't know why Sel's growling. <laughs> He's just fucking hyped up. Yeah, right. He rolled two natural 20s yeah. and then 24 on the die. <laughs> it's, was that a 19? It was a 19. Yeah, so like Sel was just getting fucking hyped. Right. I don't know. But so you know, you know, purples are, they're like right in the middle, but they're not the pushover lackey green grung. But you see this one, look at where the grung was. Look up at you. See you towering over it with this huge war hammer with a splotch of grung on it and then turns and runs away. <laughs> Checkers, you have now reached to where you have wanted to go. Yep, perfect. Uh, you are essentially wherever you would like to be in the fiction of the world, and you see on the edge of the clearing, you see that Selv is still kind of there uh, waiting, mm-hmm. and you see Kaskrin alone charge into this camp, and you see him essentially punt a grung with a (laughs) warhammer and it go flying and it terrify another grung. What would you like to do? (laughs) 
I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like there's a croak yeah. K pun in here. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that's my gift to all of you. <laughs> yeah. And a curse. Checkers might go, yeah, that's one for Kaskrin. I gotta catch up. He's going to look at the grung in the pen. And are they looking towards Kaskrin or are they looking around at where Checkers might be? No, no one sees you. Okay, perfect. What he's going to do is he's going to actually start flinging rocks at the grung in the pen to try and clear it out. And if they see him, ideally pull them away from the pen to try and, like, get them out there. Okay, what's the range on that? It depends. So I could do... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 60 feet is sort of the average range. Okay. If I load it into the crossbow, it's 30 feet. So if I can, if the pen's 30 feet away, I'm going to just crossbow them. Yeah, I'm going to say it's more in the 60 range. If you'd like to stay on the outskirts, if you go closer, you'll probably have to contend with at least one or two grung on the way in. That's probably then. So what Checkers will do, he'll he'll stay in the trees and just start flinging rocks. What it looks like when he does this is he pulls out a frogstone from his hat, and he looks like he's almost trying to skip the rock towards the grung in the pen. And you see it as this little frogstone goes. It looks like it's just sort of skipping on top of a lake towards the, the grung. I'm going to make an attack roll, please. Oh, nice. Uh, that's going to be 24 to hit. <laughs> yeah. Five points of damage. And again, just to say, there are two grung yep. who were kind of, that was their duty, essentially. Perfect. So you are able to hit one. We'll call that another green grung. Uh, actually, they're both green grungs cool. because those are the ones who would pull that kind of a duty in this sort of a situation. So you whack one for five points of damage. Self will just will just kind of go. Mm, the signal. Uh, I suppose that could be it. <laughs> the grung flying through the air is the signal. Yeah, he said I would know. <laughs> I will follow and take up position behind Cass, but to the side, basically covering his his flank. How far is the tree line to the pen? I'm gonna say from where you guys are, probably sixty-ish feet. I will come out far enough away from Cass and Selv, and then we'll cast Mind Sliver at the Grung Checkers targeted. Before. Got it. Go ahead. Yes. Intelligence saving throw. Before making this saving throw, uh, I'd like to just say I'm using a fun new set of dice this evening. I won it on the internet. A person at Drathart, D-R-A-T-H-E-A-R-T, Talia on Twitter. Hi, Talia, if you're listening. They did a big follower giveaway, and I won. And so now I have these wonderful purple and blue dice from Die Hard Dice. And that was what I will be using, at least for the first part of the combat, until I deem them either cursed or too powerful to roll. So for this intelligence saving throw, I will roll Talia's Here it dice. comes. Too powerful. That's oh. a 19 on the die. Oh. Yay. All right. Uh, don't worry, Talia. I will hide this dice now so that it will only be perfectly preserved as a wonderfully successful dice. So it saves. Top of the order. Selv, it is your turn. Would you like to continue to beeline towards the pen, generally speaking? Can I get there this round? You can, but I'm going to say there is at least two grung in your way. No one who's like up on you, if that makes sense, but you, know, okay. you have to run around or through. Does it look like they're close enough that Cash would also be able to get to them? Yes, absolutely. Time? Okay. I will move up to the first grung there, and I am going to attempt to hit it. So I'm going to say there are two grung. One of them is a purple grung who is riding another one of those strange lizard creatures, but doesn't really seem to be holding any weapons. 
and then the other one is a blue grung that does appear to have its spear and be fully armed and you know, is, kind of ready. Is the blue one riding anything? No, it is not. In that case, I will leave that one for Cass, and I will attempt to knock out the one that is riding the big lizard creature. Awesome. This is going to be the first attack. 19 to hit. Absolutely. So that's nine points of damage. Good hit. And is it down or is it still up? It is still up. So yeah, you give it a big whack and it just immediately is like a little woozy. Okay. And then I will come back around and as my bonus action, hit it again with the quarter step. Excellent. Real good. 17 to hit. Another hit. All right. For six points of damage. Please describe what you'd like to do. Okay. Wow. So Selv is, because he doesn't know what he's really about these creatures and he knows checkers is goodish i guess <laughs> he's on your side uh, yes. right yes so this will be non-lethal this will be the knockout okay the first thing self does is he smacks the side of this grung that's riding this lizard creature so that it kind of doubles over on the side and then he comes back around and just clocks it on the back of the head with his staff and they just have it it just kind of slumps off Whoa. the <laughs> awesome slumps off the lizard and just collapses on the ground and then he nods to Cass and then gestures over to the other one. And if I'm able to, I will keep moving towards the pen. So you wouldn't be able to quite make it all the way to the edge of the pen this turn, but okay. you're 10 feet away now. Okay, okay, cool. One of the other grungs that hasn't been attacked yet looks at you and kind of sees you coming and is just like, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. On the other side of the encampment, you see a small moat of bright light waft its way into the camp and get lobbed in. You can only barely make it out. It's one of those things where you can't even tell, like, ooh, is it like a weird optical illusion or something? Some of you follow the arc of it, and as soon as it lands at the feet of one of the grung, you could also see this frog looking and just... And at its feet... An explosion of fire engulfs the grung and a few others nearby. And as that kind of lights up, you see on the edge of the tree line opposite of you guys, you see Giannis Varga, you see the Tortle Spellcaster Trankar, and you see a collection of archers briefly illuminated in the arcane fire, looking very calmly over the battlefield to come. You see Giannis Varga suddenly kind of light a torch, hold it in one hand, sword in the other, and cry for the archers to let loose as he starts to wade down into battle. And Trankar has that same lazy, contented, eye-crinkly smile as he did when you left him. That is a less subtle signal. As he, as he leafs through his book. I love this image of Cell dashing forward takes like two to three good punches and downs this lizard while Casquin is like stomping forward. Yes, I love mace it. Mace in hand. He's starting to feel that cold fury from earlier start to burn a little bit more. He takes his maul and smashes it against the blue grung in yeah. front of him. That is going to be a 17 to hit. Absolutely. Abs oh, man. Can't miss today. Nine points of damage. You hit it hard enough that it is just immediately woozy and trying to mount up a defense against the kind of onslaught of rock and hammer coming at it. It is its turn in initiative, so it is going to take its opportunity to try and stab you with its spear. Not using my special dice, because again, 19 is too perfect. Mm -hmm. 
But that's a 17, so that's still very good. That Thank you, hit. Green Dice. So that is six points of damage. He feels it a little bit, but it barely registers. Yeah. Yeah, and again, this is almost a reflexive stab out at you because you hit it so hard, it just almost like instinctively lashes out and catches just enough of you to leave a mark. Do the Grung and the pen seem like they're moving towards trying to ride any of the mortals on the inside of the pen, or where does it look like they're going? So the two that are inside are waiting to be told what to do. Okay. (laughs) So so they know they're under fire. They know that a lot is happening. They know that there was a large explosion on the other side of the camp, and that's pretty fucked up. But they are not immediately jumping into action. They are clearly just like waiting for a higher colored grung to tell them what to do. Well, that is going to be their mistake because more frog rocks are going to come out of the trees towards them. That is only going to be a seven to hit, unfortunately. That is a miss. All right, sounds good. The first mi- is that the first miss of the entire combat thus I far? Think so. Oh no! And there, well, there was a successful save, yeah, I guess. But right. Now it is the two Grung in the pen's turn. One of them is going to look over at Selv, who is the closest threat that he can see. So he is going to, in a panic, look around uh, 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 and then plunge his hand down onto the ground, pick up a rock, chuck it in its mouth, and swish it around and then spit it back out, and then throw it at you. It's a natural two on the dice. So it, in its panic, you can see it actually crunches down on the stone a little bit with its creepy little grung frog teeth. Do the grung, do we, have we decided that in canon? Do you, do you imagine checkers with teeth? No, checkers probably doesn't have teeth. Okay, well. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me chuckle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a disconcerting thought. But anyway, this thing, in its panic, spits it out and is fumbling around with its slimy rock and just heaves it at you and just absolutely whiffs and looks at you just in light terror. Selv will kind of watch it land like five feet from him and just like, and just kind of look at the rock and then look back at the grung. And it's just standing there, like (laughs) shoulders kind of tensed up and like it still is kind of frozen in its throw follow through, you know, hand kind of towards the ground and is just looking up at you realizing that it has fucked up. (laughs) I'm going to look at it in disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) The other Grung, now seeing things advance, is actually going to hop on one of the creatures in the pen. Self, could you roll me a d4, please? Sure. One. You see the Grung look around, and this is the one that has been hit by checkers. It clambers up onto a big mass of flesh and muscle. You see it hop on and kind of like dig its heels in much in a kind of a comedically similar similar to to what what Checkers Checkers was just doing (laughs) in like a kind of weird like, oh, that's not going to be comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, you know, it does a little bit of kicking and trying to raise it and, you know, kind of like scoots around on it to really rub its, I don't know, butt on it to get it going. And you see this creature slowly get itself upright and you see it is a huge boar creature that it is now riding and it is much in the same way that checkers was the grung is just like trying to hold on to its fur and get it to turn around and it is not fully successful yet but it has successfully gotten on and is trying to ride and do something with it uh, I am going to be doing basically the same thing this entire combat. I will cast Mind Sliver at the Grung. Are you moving up? Are you staying with the rest of the crew? If I don't have to move 
to hit a grung, I will, I'm going to stay as far back as possible. Okay, I'm going to say that there is a red grung. He's not like on top of you, mm-hmm. but has now noticed you. That you're kind of on the I'll outskirts just, I'll of the stuff. Scooch closer to Cass himself. Then. Well, and well, so or you could target that one is what I'm saying. But just so that you have a couple options to choose from, there is a red grung. I mean, I don't need more grung to choose from. I appreciate you as a dungeon master giving help. me options. Yep, you're welcome. But I'm good with the same grung as always. Well, there's another one now too. Okay, <laughs> surprise. But I will still attack the one riding the boar creature yes. as I scooch. Just like a light jog closer to <laughs> cast himself. Uh, okay. Still a little like 10 feet away. Maybe like 15. Because I don't want like them to be able to hit both of us. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And is that another, uh, Are you? what are you doing? Mind sliver. Excellent. Intelligence saving throw, please. It's a natural Cowboy, 20. Oh, no. <laughs> a, you found oh. the world's most resilient grung. Yeah. This Somehow. I mean, actually, what it is, is that it's so panicked and so dense of a creature that it doesn't even register that you're trying to invade its mind. It's just like, ah, it's just empty in there. What am I supposed to do? He's wearing like a little tinfoil tricorn hat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so you are close-ish to everyone, and you see a red grung that's kind of starting to notice you and bear down on you. I will just be like, hey, guys, we got a red one coming our way. Red alert, red alert. (laughs) So speaking of said red grung, it is its turn. It is not also not writing anything, but it is going to do a little bit of a hippity hop, and it is a little too far away from you since you moved up. So it is going to reach into a pouch that it has and loads it into a sling and whips it around and hucks a rock at you. Does a 14 hit? Damn it, no, does. No. That's my AC. Seven points of damage. Oh, no. It cracks you good. You two hear Val shout out in pain and just kind of like take a knee. Self, suddenly, as soon as you're done kind of putting down this grung, kind of getting a lay for how things in the battlefield are going, you hear a gallop of hooves as a, oh no, as a grung riding a horse (laughs) holding (laughs) two spears. That seems so pedestrian. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, They've reached the Iron Age. Run! (laughs) (laughs) You say that, but the weapon that it is holding are two of its kind of basic wooden spears that have been tied to one another. So it is just a spear tied to a second spear to make a double length spear. A super spear? Yeah, kind of a a lance spear kind of thing. And you can see, I've got you now, is what checkers hear. (laughs) Checkers hear. You hear a very uncharacteristic, like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and Val, like, turns her head. You, you Val's see- in pain, and she was just like, what? Did Self swear? Self did a cuss? Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so it is going to essentially do a lance-ish attack against you, so it's out of reach, but it's going to try and ride past you. Okay. Is it like a two-handed, like a double-sided lightsaber, or is it just two no. spears that he has? No, so it's it a, is... He just, like, taped two has, spears hold, together. Yeah, yeah, he has taped two spears together, it, so it is... At if, the end, so it's it's twice as long okay. as, as you would, it would normally but, be. But awkwardly very thin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is only a 13 to hit. AC 14. Hey, okay. That misses. Uh, so it misses, but it is Oof. it does not miss by so much that it stabs the air and you're able to kind of pirouette out of the way 
but it still has it in its hands. You can tell that like if it got a good hit on you, this would suck. Well, it would suck, but also you're not sure would it hold up? Uh, uh no, but he stabs the air and so it remains. And but, uh what color grung is on the horse? Oh, good clarification. It is a blue grung that blue is grung. riding this okay. horse, which is why it is a pedestrian animal. Is because <laughs> they only allowed this blue grung to have only a regular ass horse. Though gotcha. you don't know where these grung come from. A horse might be pretty weird and interesting. So well, who's true. to say? And we'll say it is now around 30 feet away from where you are self, but is not, you know, impeding your way at all to go forward. So top of the order, a few things are going to happen. First of all, you see another explosion of fire from the other side. You see, as things kind of light up, you see Yanis Varga has now emerged and started working his way around to the back of the camp and is once again almost dancing with the sword in his hand. You see the archers behind them are still in the tree line, sending somewhat well-aimed volleys down into the camp. And once again, you see the turtle caster just has his gnarled hands pointed outwards and has his crinkly, in other contexts, almost cute little smile. And you can see that they are successfully sweeping down around and trying to contain these grung. But as Kaskarin settles his eyes on the pen, first you hear the sound. And out of the corner of your eye, you see a giant towering creature clearly closing on your position, riding atop this creature on top of a strange roughshod wooden throne, you see a fat golden grung look down at you, point with wild eyes, and say in a language that only checkers can understand, Oh, you will make fine servants of the High Lord! And that's where we'll end it this week, everyone. Oh. I don't want to be a servant. <laughs> Thanks oh, for playing, man. everyone. Thanks for listening, darling <laughs> listeners. We'll see you all next week. Yay. Woo.